for joining us here on the Ed North EdTech Podcast. How are you today? I'm doing great, Dave. Thank you very much. First off, I want to say thank you so much for your service. 40-plus years in the U.S. Navy? That's crazy. Uh, yes, it is. Time flies when you're having fun, right? I guess so, huh? Uh, what did you do during these 40 years? Well, I was both active duty uh, in, and in the reserves, mostly in the reserves. I was in the aviation community uh, at first for about 17 years, and then I switched over into uh, naval intelligence for the remaining years of my career. Wow. I, I also did a, a tour over in Afghanistan uh, in 2011 to 2012. Wow. Well, then once again, thank you for your service. Big time. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So currently you're the uh, founder and president of MNSBIR, which is a nonprofit. Uh, I think this could really help a lot of ed tech companies. Uh, you, you offer a great service. Could you tell us a little bit about what you do? So we uh, work with uh, startups and small businesses to uh, secure uh, federal research funding uh, through these two programs that are, are commonly referred to now as America's Seed Fund, which is the largest uh, source of non-dilutive funding in the United States. Uh, it's about uh, $4, $4 billion a year across uh, 11 different federal agencies. And the uh, U.S. Department of Education is uh, one of those agencies. And certainly another agency that supports uh, educational types of uh, projects uh, on, the, on the bleeding edge uh, includes the National Science Foundation. But there's uh, many opportunities. So what we try to do, or we work hard to um, ensure that the company uh, is a good fit. It's an eligible firm based on you know eligibility requirements. But then to match their proposed project with a federal agency that uh, makes sense uh, for what they're trying to accomplish. And I should you know add that this is uh, work that can span years um, to actually get from the lab uh, to the marketplace, if you will. And how long have you been doing this? Uh, Over 30 years. Wow. Wow. Um, So who in the ed tech community, uh, you were were looking primarily at startups, is that right? No, not necessarily. No, Um, we've got startup and existing companies that participate in the programs because the legislation, the congressional legislation allows any company up to 500 employees uh, that's U.S. based and uh, has has their, uh, you know, corporate uh, location, obviously, here. And and, uh, so we work with all different size uh, companies. Um, You know, surely there's, you know, a big focus on the startup community, but there's you know, tremendous opportunity be beyond that. And uh, so we want to make sure that we're helping, you know, those uh, great companies uh, that have, uh, you know, really qualifying projects that are a good fit with uh, federal funding to uh, participate and to uh, apply for funding. Because it's, you know, it's like research uh, that's, you know, done at the University of Minnesota or Mayo Clinic and, uh, except this is being done in a small business, and the whole goal is to de-risk a technology uh, so that you can bring a new product or service to the marketplace uh, in the, in the future. Could you could you um, uh, 
mention some of the companies that you've worked with? I know you mentioned. So there's one company called uh, Your Turn. Uh, Dr. Angie Eilers is uh, the founder and the CEO of Your Turn, and uh, that's U R T U R N. And uh, they were funded by the National Science Foundation. Of course, she raised those outside capital through investors and so forth. And and what they try to do is make sure that they, you know, uh, people don't, you know, students in particular that you know, might have gone through uh, high school um, and then they discover that they're not eligible to, uh, to, to go to college because they missed out on a class or something to that effect. And that's really a, a huge economic uh, disadvantage for them. So she uh, came up with this uh, uh, application, mobile application to uh you know, address uh, that gap that exists and to hopefully catch, you know, these uh, individuals before they leave high school and, and, uh, and, and they want to make sure that they have, um, you know, all, everything that they need to in order to uh, start a uh, college career. Very nice. Very, very. Sounds, yeah. You, yeah. Very nice. So it's, you know, with Angie, um, you know, it took several, um, I mean, I think, you know, I haven't talked to her in a long time, uh, but, you know, this is one of those companies where, um, you know, she first uh, applied to the Department of Education and they have a small budget and, um, and it's very competitive. Uh, but then, you know, we we uh, got connected to each other and and I uh, encouraged her to apply to the National Science Foundation. And, and uh, she was successful in getting that uh, phase one grant of about uh, 225,000 at that point. That's excellent. You know, it's, wow. it's, yeah. It's really a very highly, highly competitive program. <laughs> it's, it sounds yeah. that way, but it also sounds like there's a lot of money out there as well, perhaps, huh? Well, there, there is, um, you know, it's our tax dollars that are being used to support the technological innovations in startups and small businesses all across the country. And it's, and it's like, you know, University of Minnesota, you know, researchers that receive funding, uh, they too have to write proposals to a federal agency in order to get uh, get the project funded. So this is the same process for uh, small businesses and startups to to navigate that world and and to be successful. And I should say that, you know, the SBIR and SCTR programs America Seed Fund has been around since uh, 1982. Uh, so it's over 40 years old. So uh, let's say I have a company and I, uh, I'm i looking at what you do and there might be a fit. What's the best way to go about the process? Well, the first step is to reach out to us and, and come to our uh, monthly uh, one-on-one session where we cover, you know, in a one-hour session, we basically cover the, the nuts and bolts of uh, stepping into this uh, this arena, and uh, and then after that we offer uh, what we call deep dive sessions where we go deep with a few agencies, um, just to you know because we have a lot of activity with those agencies in Minnesota, so we want to make sure that companies are are starting out with a good baseline of information. It's I mean there's a lot of moving pieces associated with applying for funding and. Um, you know, we're here to help uh, navigate and get companies through that process. So once they've done the one-on-one and they've done an agency 
you know, a deep dive if there's one that's offered for their agency. But if not, they they still have to apply to our accelerator. And our accelerator is, is strictly focused on companies with qualifying projects uh, to apply for funding. And and so if you have a, an educational type of product, idea, concept, uh, you know, you would have to apply to the accelerator. And what that entails is uh, answering five questions. And those five questions are, uh, what's the technological innovation? What are the technical challenges uh, associated with your project? Uh, uh, who's... Uh, you know, on your, what's the market opportunity for your idea, your concept, and then who's on your company, in your company, and your team. And then we also ask for five, uh, at least five scientific or technical peer-reviewed articles that support the innovation. It's a lot of work. I was going to say, uh, it sounds, sounds like a year to put together, maybe, huh? Pardon me? It sounds like it could take a year to put together. Well, I think, uh, you, yeah, companies have to be in it for the long haul because it does, uh, depending upon where they start. I mean, you know, some, some people that are, you know, very experienced, maybe researchers out of a university, you know, can, you know, step into it right away because they understand that process. But for, for new uh, uh, applicants, you know, we're, we're here to help navigate, help them navigate through that process. But, you know, we want to make sure that, the company and the project are a good fit um, with uh, these two programs because no one has 200 hours of time and, and energy to spend on an application that isn't a good fit. And, and this, is, uh, this is not incremental improvement uh, kind of work. This is really taking something where it's a novel idea, concept, or project that has strong commercial potential, but we first have to do the R&D in order to get to that market opportunity in the future with a new product or service or whatever it is that we're trying to develop. And then you're, you're kind, of the, kind of the connector then between the programs, the money available, and uh, the people who need it. Uh, a connector, I always say a Sherpa. <laughs> you know, uh, it, it's it's not for the faint of heart, that's for sure. You know, it's a it's a it's a major undertaking, and you know, dealing with the federal R and D arena, I mean, it's filled with a lot of uh, nuances and idiosyncrasies, and you know, we try to help demystify that and make it real, make it achievable. Um, but it is it's a it's a major undertaking. And and I tell people that uh, up front because I, I really, you know, I've been doing it for a long time and, and I just think it's better to be direct and upfront rather than, um, you know, give people maybe false hopes that, you know, it's, it's just, it's too competitive to, uh, to not be uh, direct and honest about what the process is like and what it's actually going to take. You know, we we might have a project that, you know, comes in and it might be two years later that it's actually funded. Wow. And it's not and it's not because the process takes that long. It's just that, you know, some agencies, um, they only uh, they allow, 
you know, a revision or a resubmission of an application. And then, of course, it's, you know, several months before during the review process that the decision is actually made. So every team, every project, every company, every market, it's all different. And then trying to get something, you know, from a commercialization standpoint, uh, you know, getting something into the educational sector is uh, a very challenging. So we, we start with the mindset of what is it that you're trying to commercialize? And, and then who's the customer? for this, this new widget that you're creating. And in fact, um, one of uh, the Department of Education, you know, we've got another, a couple of proposals that are being submitted right now by companies. And, you know, one of the requirements is that you have to have a letter uh, from a, a school, educational entity that uh, shows them the validation for that uh, particular solution. Well, very good. That sounds like uh, a lot of vetting going on, uh, which is a good thing. And it all starts with speaking with you, I guess, first, right? Well, I think coming with our our one on one session, but then you know, and doing your own research. Um, you know, I always tell people you probably will go down a few rabbit holes. Um, you know, to get you know familiar with these two programs, but you know, you got to start somewhere, right? Absolutely. And so the more, the more and more that you you reach out and get connected and understand um, this uh, immense opportunity, and be thoughtful and strategic uh, in in all that you do. I mean, the the possibilities are um, you know are are enhanced. I think to to be successful. So, how does a company, if they're interested in this, how do they apply? How does that work? Uh, apply to us or apply to a federal agency? Oh, through you to a federal agency. Oh, well, it starts with, you know, coming to the one-on-one session and that, you know, we have um, a, a link on our website, minnesotasbir.org. And, uh, you know, we encourage people to come to that session. And, you know, it's a one hour uh, of your time to listen to yours truly to tell a story and, and uh, about these two programs. And then of course it's uh, the one-on-one session, but if, if we, we don't offer a, or we don't offer a, a deep dive session for the department of education, but we do for the national science foundation is to come to that session. Um, and then you have to apply to the accelerator. Gotcha. I mean, that. You know, it's, and that's, you know, easy, easy to do from our website. It's a big red button that says accelerator. And, well, you know, this is, we just want to make sure that, you know, you're um, not spending time on something that's not going to bear um, the results that you want. Sure. And, uh, so, uh, Pat, if someone would like to get a hold of you and reach out, what would be the best way? Well, I think the best way is just to reach us uh, through uh, contact us on our website. That way we'll have a record of, of your inquiry with us, um, which we then would report back to the Small Business Administration and to the Department of Employment and Economic Development, because those, uh, those two entities are our funding sources. And of course, they require reporting requirements. Um, so, you know, we'd, we'd like people to do that. 
okay. uh, rather than sending me an email. Gotcha. Uh, any any final words? Uh, for, well, actually, I did have another question. Like, how many companies uh, do you work with at a particular one particular time? Well, we have a, a, a rolling kind of environment where you know we've got new. Well, there's probably fifty or sixty companies in our portfolio at any one time, but they're all doing something very different, and you know dealing with anything that deals with the federal uh the federal r&d arena and trying to commercialize the technology and you know we're part of the a much larger ecosystem to support you know the startup companies and of course you know uh, existing small businesses but it you know there's no limit on the number of dollars or awards that a small business can receive. So there's, you know, I'm, I'm a big proponent of having, uh, you know, if it makes sense, if it makes sense for your company and your, and your technology or whatever you're working on to have like a multi-agency strategy. And that way you can leverage uh, additional funding from different agencies not only to support your your product development pipeline, but also you know help capitalize your company uh, with federal funding. Well, it sure sounds like you know what you are talking about. I know you do. <laughs> I know you do. It's Pat. I would hope so after thirty years. <laughs> uh, it is. It is Pat Dillon, the founder and president of MNSBIR. Can't thank you enough for joining us here on the Ed North. EdTech Podcast, and good luck, and things are moving along, so keep helping those companies. All right. Well, thank you, David. Thank you for having me on today. Thank you. Thank you.